those key pieces right there, I can take anyone through that process and we can accelerate their wealth. This is The Playbook. I am here at my studio at SoFi Stadium, the home of the Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. And I have another champion here. That's my boy, Mike Sancho. He is the CEO and founder of Wealth Accelerators. Welcome to The Playbook, Mike. Thank you, David. Pleasure to be here. You are an incredible entrepreneur. I'm looking through Wealth Accelerators (laughs) and the consultative services and situational knowledge that you have. Mm -hmm. How old are you? 28. 28, man. I wish I had (laughs) the knowledge that you had at 28, even at 48, and I'm 54. (laughs) Um, You are a true entrepreneur in the sense that you understand what skills it takes to be an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, what knowledge it takes but also what desire yes. it requires. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that specifically. So I want to take each of those specifically sure. because you're so successful, not just in real estate, right. not just in crypto. You're, right. You are a successful, I think it's one of the one questions people ask about me. How do you do all, yeah. like you're in everything. <laughs> Dave Meltzer's everywhere yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Watch out world, because so is Mike Sancho, <laughs> but he's only 28 and I'm 54. So let's start with skills. Sure. What skills have you developed sure. that people need to be successful as a business person? So skills wise, that's a, that's a fantastic question because um, there's a variety of skills. And, and I feel as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I'm super intentional about is constantly leveling up and gaining more and more skills. So number one, I would say the most important skill has gotta be work ethic. Uh, You gotta have that drive, you gotta have that desire, you gotta have that grind. Um, Because nothing's just gonna come to you without you you first putting in that work and that effort. So for years and years and years and years, I was working, working, working 100 hours a week, 120 hours a week. Now, you know, 10 years later, that effort compounded people are calling me, you know, an overnight success, right? So you got to be able to bust your ass. You got to be able to work hard. Um, I think also, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I make it a habit of doing things that make me uncomfortable or other people uncomfortable. For example, like speaking, public speaking, right? That's a skill that I didn't have. I wasn't born with that skill. I don't think anyone's born with that skill. And they say, you know, from a fear standpoint, most people, um, would rather even die than actually public speak, which is crazy. <laughs> I got to tell you a story uh, real quick. I was yeah. with Miss Olympia. Uh-huh. So she's on stage in a G-string, basically, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a bikini. Yeah, of course. A very skimpy one, so you can yeah. see like incredible musculature yeah. and sculpture, right? Yeah. And I'm doing a keynote, and, uh-huh. and, and she comes off stage, and she's like, oh, my God, oh, I'd be so afraid to go up there and speak. And I'm thinking... <laughs> In what world? I'm like, imagine if I would, I'd be way more afraid to go on stage in a, in a bikini. Yeah. Uh, so would the audience, by the way, yeah. than that. But nonetheless, the fear of speaking, yeah. not just on stage, mm-hmm. but in an interview right. or in front of a group of people, right. which that presentation skill mm-hmm. is one that you're really getting at is that yep. you can articulate yep. quantitative value mm-hmm. to exceed what you're asking for yep. in front of one or many. Yep. Exactly. And that's, and that's exactly it. Speaking is huge. And then another one that I would say is one of the top skills that every entrepreneur needs to have is sales. You, you got, you got to know how to sell. You got to sell yourself. You got to sell your business, your products, your services. You're, you're always selling. And that's what people fail to realize because uh, what I've noticed is that there's a negative connotation with sales oftentimes where people think that in selling, you're getting someone to do something that they don't want to do or that they don't want to buy. 
But the way that I look at sales is a win-win because you're diagnosing a, a need or a want that someone has and you're making their life easier. So as long as you're selling something that's going to actually benefit the person, you're doing them a solid. And frankly speaking, we're selling every single day in our life. You're selling your friends, your spouse, your kids on, you know, where to go to dinner, where, you know, where are we going to go for the weekend? What are we going to do? You know, every single day we're selling. And I would say those are the top three skills. I love that. And then the second thing I asked about is knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I will break it down into two categories of knowledge. One is what, mm -hmm. what you need to know to be a good business yep. person or an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the other is who. Yep. Who That's you a need question. to know. I would say, you say, so you need to know what you need to know. And I think the thing, the most important thing you need to know, and I'm smiling because this is you need to know that you don't know what you don't know. I love it. Now you're talking <laughs> Meltzerisms right yeah, there. Yeah. Radical humility. Yes. Two types of people. <laughs> Radical. So there's ignorant people yeah. that are humble like you. Right. That you don't know what you don't know. Right. Then you have the ignorant, arrogant people that yep. pretend. They know they don't know. Everybody yes. knows they don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. know. Yeah. But there's some people that pretend and mostly young people because mm -hmm. I will tell you when I was your age, I was right. a multimillionaire like you. Yep. Extremely successful. Yep. One of the differences between you and I when I was 28 mm -hmm. is you know you don't know and you admit it. Yep. And ask for help. Yeah. Not me, man. I knew I knew I didn't know what I didn't know and pretended like I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what ended up in tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I see that a lot. And, and I see that a lot of times people start to gain a little bit of success, right? Like they start to earn six figures, multiple six figures. And then they get this like, I know it all. I know it all. And, and I'm the best. I'm the greatest. And then they block their blessings. So um, that's key for me. What was the other one you asked? It was so uh, what and who of knowledge. So what else do you need to know? What else do you besides need to know? knowing that you don't yeah. know what you don't know? Who do you need to know? <laughs> yeah, you you need to know everyone that you can possibly get around because your network is your net worth. Every single opportunity, advancement, um, success that I've had in my life is due to other people and me getting around those other people. So I've been extremely again intentional about networking and getting around people like yourself. And I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not over a million dollars on personal development, training with coaches, uh, consulting, um, you know, you name it. I, I've bought course after course after course after course. Um, you know, I, you got to pay to play. And if you want to get into the top circles and you want to get around the top people, price of admission is not free and you shouldn't expect it to be free. Right. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing for for uh, on that side. Let me tell you also, I have a question to ask you mm -hmm. because one of the other difficulties I had when I was your age mm -hmm. was determining the people that I shouldn't be around. Mm. Firing people from my life, yeah. yep. falling away, asking one. hard questions. I call it trusting and vetting, yeah. especially like childhood friends, uh, <laughs> being around, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah. How do you fire people or let people fall away that are bleeding you? Because 80% yeah. of the people out there, their biggest problem is they're being bled, yep. not fed. That's a very, very tough question. And I think that's, that's one of the toughest things for a lot of people. And I think it's really important to audit your circle and and see who's adding to your life and who's taking away because you're right a lot of people are going to bleed you and it's a lot of the people from your past life and your previous life and they know you for who you used to be they don't know you for where you're going or who you are now so i think one of the easiest ways to 
uh, you know, kind of fire people from your life is, well, if they work for me, number one, you just fire them. <laughs> no, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> like Gary always says, fire fast. Yeah. You know, they work for you, just fire them fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to cut the ties and, and you got to fire, you know, we got a couple hundred employees, so we fire a lot and, uh, you know, Hey, you get, you get fired. But, uh, uh, if it's, if it's someone that's friend to you or close, that's, that's where it's tip, uh, difficult. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, first off, you know, a suggestion I would have is, is you can combat it directly and you can confront it with them, let them know, Hey, you know, the way, the way you're acting around me or, or your negativity towards what I'm doing is very hurtful. And I don't have any energy space or mind space for that type of negativity because it's, it's just going to hold me back. So I would appreciate it as my friend or family member, as someone who claims to care about me to no longer do this. Right. And, and you can, you can start from that angle. And uh, if that doesn't work, then you, you slowly just start to like, I call it jellyfish away. Yeah, fall away. Yeah, I got you the just fall kind away. of fall away and, and you keep, you know, you just keep the, the contact. It just kind of falls more and more and more. And you just kind of move on with your life. And, and that's just, you know, the sad reality of success and becoming successful is that a lot of people are, are going to try and leech onto you. They're going to try and drain you. And uh, you just can't have any of it. You, you really have to cut those ties. Yeah, it's not easy when you're in your 20s. It's hard no, enough it's when you're in your 50s. I always like to tell people, this isn't about you. This is about me. Yep. And I just don't feel good when I'm around you. Yep. So I'm probably not going to be around you that often. Mm -hmm. uh, this is for personal relationships. Yep. And yep. if necessary, even, I will just fire them and say, I'm never going to be around you. Yeah. Uh, because I it's don't, important. this isn't about you. It's about me. I don't like the way I feel mm -hmm. or think about myself when I'm around you. And until I can figure that out, Mm -hmm. I need to focus in on those people that are feeding me that make me feel yep. good about myself yep. so I can continue on the journey of maximizing productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in my life. All right. The third thing I wanted yep. to discuss was the desire. Yes. Now you tied it into the, to the <laughs> I skill, I which I like, I you, know, you know, I like consistent, persistent behavior, mm -hmm. but you know, having that desire mm -hmm. uh, is related to skill, but I want to know about what inspires you mm -hmm. so yeah. we took uh, desire as a skill i'm yeah. fine with that yeah. but to the end of every single successful person that i have carries a spirit of excellence yeah. and i call it a spirit yeah. because in other words they're in spirit they're inspired and you from the time i met you yeah. i didn't even have to look up i was doing another interview yeah. and i felt you come yeah. into the room yeah. You weren't in even this office, right? You yeah. were outside my yeah, office, yeah, right out there. but I had to turn <laughs> yeah. just like other people turn when you walk into a room because you are in spirit. You're carrying this higher frequency yeah. or vibration. What are some of the things that you do, as I say, to clear the interference between you and obviously the source of inspiration for you? Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think, uh, you know, you have to get clear on what your why is and, and where that inspire, where that hunger, where that desire, you know, feeds from. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, it, it's all about uh, creating a legacy. And, and with that legacy, I've developed this obsession for success. And I believe that that's where that energy comes from, that force that, that I'm able to carry with me is because uh, I am obsessed with my goals. I am obsessed with success and with helping people because I've been in the dumps. I've, I've been down, you know, I've had a lot of challenges. I, I may be, you know, younger, right? I'm 28, but for my age, I've had a lot of failures, um, and I've had <laughs> I've had a lot of things go wrong. I call them lessons. Yeah, lessons. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's and that's how I look at it too. It's it's never an L. It's it's a it's not it's not a loss. It's a lesson because you learn from it. But because I had those experiences at a young age, you know, I was being you know 
uh, you know, an idiot and going around getting in trouble and, and just doing the wrong thing. And I had a line in the uh, line in the sand decision type of moment in my life where I did an entire 360 and I completely flipped the script. I was 21. So it was like seven, eight years ago. And um, from that point, I, I've kept that obsession and I've kept that drive and I've kept that grind. But for me, because I've experienced what it's like to be at rock bottom and to have nobody there for you, no one lifting a hand up, no one believes in you anymore, not even your family, not even your friends, nobody. And to have that feeling of just pure loneliness in this world. And my goal is to help lift people out of that state. Uh, because I believe if, if you elevate yourself to another level, you should be with your hand down reaching and pulling others up to that level. So with Wealth Accelerators, that's our goal starting from a financial standpoint um, because that can help a lot of people in their lives. You know, there's there's different areas of your life where you need growth. You need, you know, financial, health, spiritual, et cetera. But I believe that financial is one of the most important. And from there, you can work on the rest. So with Wealth Accelerators, what we do is we help people diversify their income and and leverage passive business models where they can learn to be a true investor and gain time and money freedom because most people are not taught how to invest. They're not taught about business. So a lot of people out there are amateur investors. So what we do is we take non-accredited amateur type of investors and we walk them through this ladder up to a professional accreditation type of investor. And that's how we help people. But for me, um, it all goes back to that fire and, and just that that drive that I have internally. And it's just, it's it's more so me versus myself. It's not to prove anything to anybody else. It's 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 me versus me. And and I have my blinders on, like the horse in a race. I got my blinders on. And uh, I, don't, I don't look up. I don't look side to side. I don't compare. I just go. And uh, that, that keeps me going. You know what I like about what you do is there's three reasons why you become really wealthy. Mm -hmm. And the first is understanding delivering value. Yep. So you're a student, yep. right? The W and L column for you, the W represents a waste of time because it's just an acknowledgement to the ego that you won. Yep. It's actually proving you already know the lesson. Mm -hmm. It's the L column that has the quantitative value yeah, because it represents, <laughs> you said it so eloquently, right? Yeah. It represents not a loss, but a lesson. So yep. you got waste of time, just proving what you already knew. Yep. Loss yep. is I the like lesson. That. The L columns may be more important, but you serve value and you serve it well mm -hmm. to elevate others, mm -hmm. to elevate yourself. What I love yep. about the explanation of the wealth accelerators mm -hmm. is that your main purpose, your main mission mm -hmm. is to elevate others, yep. to elevate yourself, which brings a question because obviously money has a meaning yep. to different people. I grew up yep. thinking money buys love or happiness. I've readjusted that frame and still yep. money is a priority in my life, yep. uh, but for different reasons and impacts. For you, how has money and your relationship to money evolved? Yeah, so for me, um, money I believe is is extremely important. It's, it's right up there with oxygen, but I view it as the greatest tool um, that you can have. That's, that's what I view money as. Um, that's it, just a tool. And it's gonna amplify who you are so if you're a good person, it's going to make you more of a good person. If you're a bad person, it's going to make you more of a bad person. But ultimately, it's a tool that allows you to be free and live a life on your own terms. For me, the way my relationship around money has evolved has been pretty drastic, you know, because coming from my upbringing, my parents weren't, you know, wealthy. I don't really come from money. They were, you know, middle class working, blue collar uh, family. So, you know, they taught me the traditional, you know, you go to college, you do the 40, 40, 40 plan, you know, stuff like that. And, and I didn't really subscribe to that plan, but I was taught that, that 
money isn't everything, but at the same time, the actions in, of my family it, it showed counter. So, you know, I, I noticed a lot of people have an emotional attachment to money. And that was something that I consciously removed. And it took me a number of years for me to remove my emotional attachment to money because I realized that people live and die on money and what's happening with their money. And I realized that money doesn't even exist. I realized that it's a medium of exchange and it only has value because the collective perception of everybody is that it has value. Because if you look at the history of money before money, people would just barter. You know, they say, hey, I got these goats or cows, you've got grains or, you know, let's, let's, tr let's trade, let's swap. And then there became so many people that now people started to have specialized careers. Like I'm a blacksmith, I'm a baker, I'm a farmer. And they needed something to exchange value. So they created currency. And from there, that's where everyone gave like this, you know, stone in the ground or this rock or this pebble or this, you know, whatever it is, this commodity, and they gave it value. And I realized that as money has evolved, it's just been that it's, it's today it's evolved to numbers on a screen, right? Hardly ever do we even use paper currency anymore. I'm huge into crypto. Um, you know, it, it's, it's literally numbers on a screen. And so I hundred percent detached emotionally from money and I stopped caring about it. I stopped caring about it and I focused on other things like adding value to the marketplace. And the more value that I added to the marketplace, the more those numbers freely came to my bank account. So that's that's my, you know, how money's evolved for me in my life. Well, you definitely are proving that money is an object of energy that you yeah. put into the flow to get what you want. It's a currency, yeah. the same as faith. Last question real quick, sure. quick real quick. Your company, yeah. uh, yourself, very successful, but you're scaling at such an extraordinary rate. Yeah. Can you take anyone, anyone, and help them become wealthy? I can. I can take any single person and I can show them the exact formula. The formula is very simple. Number one, it's increase your income through probably sales. Okay, you gotta increase your income because you need, you need income that you can invest. From there, you start to invest into passive income streams, you compound those assets and you diversify across different industries so that way you have true financial freedom because you're not carrying one basket of eggs, you have a dozen basket of eggs. If you drop one, one industry tanks, you have all your other baskets. So that's literally, I can take any single person through that process. Um, and then I'm going to probably teach them how to leverage debt because that's the real tool of the wealth is leveraging debt, leveraging tax -free. debt, right? Tax free, tax free. And it's, it's just, you can, you can jump up levels with debt. And we were taught growing up that debt is bad. It's a bad thing. So there's a fear around debt and a lack of knowledge, a lack of education. So um, those, those key pieces right there, I can take anyone through that process and we can accelerate their wealth. Yeah. And it's absolutely, it's from the Rockefellers down yep. quadrant living systems, <laughs> all types of financial planning, all based off of compound interest, acceleration and growth. But it does what I love about your program mm -hmm. is you're the only realist that's ever been on the podcast that started at the reality that let me help you make money. Yep. And then the only thing I think is missing in that formula that you probably address and it mm -hmm. just hasn't been suggested mm -hmm. is not only make a lot of money, but don't spend a lot at first. Right. 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 Pay, pay, your, pay <laughs> yeah. yourself. Put it yeah. in the right place. I yeah, think yeah. so many people make a lot of money and buy a Lambo. Uh, I, and, drive a, I drive a Malibu. Yeah. Way, and I live in a I was a Volt guy. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Because every dollar today at 28. Yeah. Every dollar is worth way more than cost. at 54, yep. you know, and if you're going to waste it on something that you can get for far less yep. uh, or drink it down or snort it yep. up or whatever else <laughs> other kids do, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's a waste. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Sancho, he is the founder of Wealth Accelerators. He's not only accelerating wealth for himself, but he's empowering thousands of people to do the same. Check him out.